0: Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the road to a $1 trillion Bitcoin market cap. This is a new series. It features flashbacks from past episodes that you can learn a lot from. This, what you're about to listen to is from 2017, March 23rd, 2017. And at the end, I explain everything. Enjoy. Okay, so tell us about this Jihan Wu fellow. He sounds like a James Bond supervillain or something.
1: Yeah, uh, the entire Bitcoin ecosystem uh, owes a debt of gratitude to Jihan Wu. Jihan Wu is the CEO of Bitmain, the most successful Bitcoin-related business ever in the entire history of the Bitcoin ecosystem. It's more successful than Coinbase, it's more successful than Blockchain, it's more successful than Zappo or anybody else out there. So he started the most successful Bitcoin company in the entire world that sells their Bitcoin miners to anyone anywhere in the world who wants to buy them. uh, Strongly supports, and his degree is in economics, right? And he understands that if you undermine the utility of Bitcoin in commerce, you undermine everything about Bitcoin. And that's why Jihan Wu has been so strongly in favor of not undermining the usefulness of Bitcoin. Uh, It's very interesting, his his mining company sells miners to anyone in the world who wants to buy them. Uh, Bitfury, the strongest mining company in support of Segwit and Core, they don't sell their miners to anybody. You have to have like a million something bucks to buy any of their mining equipment. They don't sell their miners to, to home miners or hobbyists. Uh, very, very interesting. And their mining pool isn't open to the public. You can't mine on their mining pool. Whereas Jihan of Bitmain, his mining pool is open to the public. Anybody can mine on it. And the majority of the hash rate on his mining pool is just members of the Bitcoin public. So to try and demonize Bitcoin as a supervillain is the exact opposite. Jihan has done... Uh, more to help the Bitcoin community than just about anybody.
0: So he's, you'd consider him an honorable man? He's a trustworthy, honorable man then?
1: I haven't had too many direct business uh, interactions with him, but uh, generally to grow a business of that size, you have to be a trustworthy, honorable guy or, or people aren't going to do business with you.
0: I mean, you're big. I mean, you, when people want to talk about this, want to talk about the, uh, your side, they're, they're coming to you. I mean, you are synonymous with this movement. Uh, th- this block size thing. I mean, it's there's no doubt about it. You're 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 the guy. I mean,
1: would you? I don't agree- think that's entirely fair. No, there's a huge, huge number of people that are very, very upset with Bitcoin's usability as money being undermined. And if Bitcoin has high fees and sl- uh, long confirmation times, and be due to the full blocks that are intentionally being advocated by Bitcoin Core and Core supporters, they openly say that the blocks need to be full all the time. That we need to have a fee market there. That undermines Bitcoin's usefulness as money. And so maybe I'm one of the better communicators and one of the more public figures on this side of the debate. But there are a huge number of people that understand that in order for Bitcoin to be useful as money, it has to have low fees and, and, and be easy to use and have your tra- uh, co- your transactions included in the next block right away. And if that's not the case, people are going to start using something other than Bitcoin. Uh, and so that's very, very damaging for Bitcoin. It's damaging for the Bitcoin ecosystem. It's damaging for people who hold Bitcoin because it undermines the value of the Bitcoins that they're holding. It's damaging to Bitcoin.com, as, uh future business prospects. It's damaging to the entire Bitcoin ecosystem. And uh, you know, it's 10 a.m. here in Tokyo. When I woke up this morning, the latest news today is that Store Store J or Storage, or however you pronounce that one, is no longer going to be using Bitcoin. They're going to be using Ethereum, and it's happening time and time again. We're seeing more and more businesses switch to something other than Bitcoin and we're seeing all the new capital coming into the crypto market space going into things other than Bitcoin because the blocks are full and the user experience of people trying to make a Bitcoin transaction are, is poorer than ever before. And I, I know we said we were going to save the scaling debate for a little bit uh, later, but uh, for me, just this is the biggest issue that needs to be resolved in Bitcoin. It needs to be resolved right away. And that's why I'm so worried for this. And that's why I'm spending so much time every day talking about this uh, as publicly as I possibly can.
0: Well yeah, so in theory, if this fork happens, I mean you want this fork to happen soon, and and the forked Bitcoin wins and becomes the real Bitcoin, you are going to be the new Satoshi Nakamoto of this version of Bitcoin. You position yourself that way, whether you like it or not. And what so will I, happen? I
1: don't really. No, I don't really think that that's fair either.
0: I, I think I. But you're you're the. I mean, you are the face of it, and so I'm wondering what will happen to the price of this forked Bitcoin when the U.S. or the Japanese government try to imprison you. I mean that it's it's something that has to be considered here. It has to be considered. You this this new coin, this new version, is very much associated with you, and I mean the media's contacting you about it. They they associate you with it. I mean. I, I see, I see, I see a weakness in, in what could happen here. I mean, what, what would happen if,
1: if they tried to imprison you? Uh, I would probably wind up going to prison. Is what would happen, uh, and of course, I don't want that to happen. And even with the current version of Bitcoin, as the CEO of Bitcoin dot com, I'm I'm plenty susceptible to governments. You know, governments. Ki- if I go to prison, I'm lucky. Governments drop bombs and kill people all over the world every single day. So as long as I'm alive, that's better than a lot of the ways a lot of people around the world are being treated by governments. So. But
0: th- this is this is the thing here. We've, we're we're going to go from having the founder of the coin being Satoshi Nakamoto to the founder of the coin being Roger Ver. And if Roger Ver is, I, I completely is reject
1: your your premise here. I completely uh, reject your premise. The founder of uh, Bitcoin Unlimited is the same Bitcoin that we have now, just with blocks that are a little bit bigger than the ones that we have today. The Genesis block was still created by Satoshi Nakamoto. It's the same chain. It's the same blockchain. I, I completely reject your premise that I, I would be the founder of some new coin.
0: They will have a guy to point to. And if you are arrested, the price will be destroyed. They cannot... It, it's just with, with Satoshi, he will not be arrested. He will not be captured. If If this fork happens, there's a change of mentality that's going to happen, and it's just you, you will have initiated a change. They will be able to point to it. They don't understand what the heck Bitcoin is, but they're going to say, "Hey, it is. This is the new Bitcoin now. This is the new guy. We got our guy. We're going after him now." I, I just we'll, can I can perceive that. We'll now. do
1: absolutely nothing to stop Bitcoin or slow Bitcoin down. Bitcoin's you know tens of millions of people around the world using it. So if I go to jail, uh, Bitcoin will be just fine without me.
0: Now, go, going back, uh, there was a tweet that you had on March 17th and it was, uh, uh, it was about, uh, there was an African kid photo on it and it's linked to below. And it said, most people in the world have no value to store. So Bitcoin needs to function as a payment network in order to be useful to them. And then there was a caption that said, I'm supposed to use Bitcoin as a store of value when the fees are more than I earn in a day. Have you been to Africa before? Have you been there?
1: Uh, no, I have not. Okay, okay. And maybe you don't, don't know the origin of that, that picture. That picture. Mean, is one of the most famous I, memes on the Internet. So it's a photo that people make memes out of all the time. And if you go to any meme generator, that's one of the top memes that – one of the top photos that people use to make memes out of. So we don't even know if that photo was taken in Africa or, or anywhere else.
0: Well, it looked like a, a typical Sally Struthers African type of picture, you know. But I I was in Zimbabwe and Mozambique and South Africa and Namibia for uh, two months, uh, very recently. And I got to tell you, payment networks and call fee and the things that you bring up, it's just they're not issues there. And I would encourage you, actually, there are guys that I know there. They're the Roger Bears of South Africa, the Roger Bears of Zimbabwe, Tawanda Kembo and Lauren Ganaroff. Talk to these guys. They support Segwit. And, I mean, Bitcoin already sells at a premium in Zimbabwe the way it is right now. So, I, I mean, I, I, see, I see the point that you're trying to make, but I think on the ground, in, in at least the developing countries I was in, physically in, uh, Bitcoin is very much fine as is. And payment networks and coffee are just not, not things of what, what people care about.
1: So more people support the U.S. dollar than support SegWit. That doesn't mean that the U.S. dollar is a superior payment network than SegWit-enabled Bitcoin. Uh, how often do you use Bitcoin yourself for payments?
0: Oh, no, I, I don't use it for that at all because I don't I don't believe it's, uh, it's not, not, not the purpose that I don't, it's not an interest of mine. And I've okay. Seen okay. Where I see I I tra- where I've traveled, the people use it as a store of value in, in these Zimbabwe, Mozambique, and, and South Africa. I mean, not in the all well, South
1: how, how often do you actually make a bitcoin payment on the bitcoin network yourself
0: no i don't i don't i don't use it i buy and hold bitcoin and i think uh, okay. i think that's what 95 percent of the people are doing right now i think you want to you know you you see it your way you want to help your business out i mean
1: that so right because
0: you ask this question all the time you ask tone that question and and you you belittle people that way that's the one of your techniques it's an emotional it's, thing, uh, use, a, use, your technique. Technique. use your technique on me. Use it.
1: Okay. So I think it's interesting, though, it, because this is three out of three for the people in, in public debates that I've asked this question. All three of them said that they rarely use Bitcoin. I use Bitcoin every single day to pay people all over the world. Uh, an average day price several tens of thousands of dollars worth of Bitcoin. Uh, I used to pay various bills and various things that are happening here. Uh, the Bitcoin network is less usable than it's ever been ever before. The reason Bitcoin has a value of $1,000 today is because so many people are using it in commerce and that gives it uh, liquidity on the markets and because it has that liquidity, other people are willing to use it as a store of value. If Bitcoin isn't able to be used as a means of uh, payment in commerce, it won't be useful as a store of value either. So. That's what has me so concerned, is that Bitcoin's ability to be used as a payment network is being incredibly undermined. And if you undermine Bitcoin's ability to be used as a means of payment, it destroys Bitcoin's use case as a store of value as well. So it it has to be both of those things or it will be neither of those things. So if people like me are no longer able to use Bitcoin in, in commerce and to pay people around the world, people like you won't be able to use it as a store of value either.
0: I, I disagree people are just uh, they're trying. people use it to transfer money out of their countries i mean the to to send and the ability value out to of their use
1: bitcoin to send money out of their countries is being undermined by high fees and long confirmation delays
0: no they don't care in zimbabwe they wait 8 hours to get 50 dollars out of the bank it doesn't they don't they don't care about time would you would you do you want to let this thing go to the public if it's the number, if it's number two to the other Bitcoin in terms of coin market cap, or less than the
1: less than the Ethereum market cap, which it so, very uh, well could be, I'm I'm confident that people that own Bitcoins and hold Bitcoins and run businesses and have capital realize that Bitcoin needs to be the most useful money we possibly can make it, and Bitcoin Core's roadmap doesn't do that. So that's why we're seeing more and more people supporting Bitcoin Unlimited, more and more Bitcoin Unlimited blocks, more and more businesses, more and more everything are supporting it. Uh, economic pressure is going to win out in the end. The smart thing is going to happen in the end. So uh, there's no reason to fork off and do a completely separate coin. I think when the fork happens, 100% or 99 point something percent of people are all going to go in the same direction because there's such a strong incentive for everybody to stay on the same chain. So that it'll almost be like when the fork happens, it wasn't really a fork at all because everybody went in the same direction. I think that's the most likely thing that to happen.
0: Okay, we we have these node numbers pointing, showing the opposite. And then if you check out social media on Twitter, uh, I mean, it is, seems overwhelming that the support is for SegWit. I mean, that's that's what I'm viewing. So you're you're saying X Y Z is going to happen? All these people are going to switch over. And you talk a good game, you talk a, a, you talk a order. very good game. I, I think you talk a, a good game based on emotion and everything. But I think the, the hardcore numbers out there, the, it, it's
1: it's showing so that Adam, people, yes. I'd like to point out, so it wasn't emotion that got me excited about Bitcoin when it was less than a dollar. It was that I understood that Bitcoin was the best form of money that the world has ever seen and that people were naturally going to start using Bitcoin as money. That wasn't from emotion. That was from my studying of economics previously. And it's that same knowledge that's in my head that tells me right now that if Bitcoin doesn't continue to be the most useful form of money, people are gonna start using something else. So yes, I'm emotional about it because it's important to me and because most of my savings are in Bitcoin, but it's the knowledge in my head from studying economics that tells me that Bitcoin is on the right wrong path with Bitcoin Core and is on the right path with Bitcoin Unlimited.
0: Well, the true Bitcoin will be decided by the people. And perhaps, I mean, they might not be on the same page as you. I think you're very confident that they will be. And you present a confident face, definitely. But um, but again, from what, what I'm seeing, and we're, we're seeing two different things here. And only and time will tell. I don't see the support for your side that you are are. Conveying, I see a lot of confidence coming from you, and I give you credit for being able to exude that comfort, that confidence. But um, I, I, I don't see, I don't see the support.
1: Bitcoin's in big, big trouble, and I, it's if Bitcoin isn't allowed to scale, something else is going to uh, to continue to eat into its market share, and that's a, a sad, sad day for for every Bitcoin lover on every side of this debate. We shall see about that.
0: We shall see about that indeed. Pound that like button. I hope you enjoyed that look back on the road to $1 trillion market cap of Bitcoin. Yes, there have been many stumbling blocks. There's been lots of controversy. You just saw some of it. And wow, was the fear in the air or what? That dude sure knows how to scare people, right? Play on the fear. And look what happened. It was just a matter of time. You didn't need to rush things. Long-term thinking, SegWit prevailed. Bitcoin's price was at like $1,050 back then. Look at it now. He got his own coin, and yes, that coin is Completely associated with him, like I predicted. So anyway, I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister Disrupt Meister. Remember, subscribe to the channel, like this video, share this video, check out the links below. Pound that like button. See you later.